In Mark 1, 14 to 20, we read, Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Good morning. Today is week two in a new mini-series on evangelism. Let's go fishing. Fishing with Jesus. Leading up to Easter, we are talking about outreach and evangelism. Today will be week two. Let's sink deeper, dive deeper, fish deeper today. As we look to Christ's first disciples, their calling, their reaction to Christ's calling. And what Christ would do with them as willing followers. Willing followers. We too must follow Jesus. Follow the master fisherman. Let's go fishing. Fishing with Jesus. Here's the big idea for you today. Jesus did not choose extraordinary people of the day to join him in changing the world. Jesus chose the ordinary fishermen. He wasn't looking for the perfectly polished religious figures, preachers, or ministers of the law. And he was not looking for the popular figures of the day either. He was looking for hard-working, ordinary, and willing people like these fishermen. Through Jesus, these ordinary people would change the world for God's kingdom. God is still looking for hard-working, ordinary, and willing people to change the world through the gospel. And he wants you. Are you ready and willing? Are you willing to go fishing with Jesus? Last week we spoke of the call. We are all called to cast nets, kingdom nets. And we must cast out this net of the good news of the gospel and message of salvation from sin through Jesus as Lord to all people. Not just some people. We read from Matthew 13, 47 to 48. The kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. Today we are going to look to Jesus' interactions with some of his first disciples. We're going to talk about who they were and how they responded to the call of Christ. What can we learn from their responses? What can we learn about our faith as we look at the kind of people Jesus called out to? Let's get to the main message now. Let's start with our main scripture once more. The one I read as we first began, Mark 1, but at verse 16 and to 20. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. That's important here. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little further, he said he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one is this, follow the master. Follow the master fishermen. Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. There are many points we can gather from this small selection of scripture. 
But the first I want to focus on is an astounding one. An astounding statement with an astounding reaction. You see, we see an invitation from Jesus to ordinary but hardworking and willing fishermen. Fishermen. The invitation of Christ is a simple one too. It's not flashy. You will not find promises of riches, wealth, or great blessings of the worldly sort. There's not even promises of a good life here. Yet Jesus says, follow me. And we see them do just that. God's word says that they immediately left their nets and followed him. All he said was, follow me. And they listened and obeyed and followed. The second account is even more astounding to me. The account or story of James and John states that Jesus immediately called them. And they left their father in the boat. They left their father in the boat. Now... It's important to note that the father was not left alone. He had hired hands. But still, it's astounding to see that they immediately left everything they were doing or doing it with. Now, I wonder what their father thought as they walked off the job, as they started following this man and just left him in the boat with these hired hands. I wonder, was his father thinking, oh, good for you. Go help that kind gentleman over there. Was he thinking he was proud of his kids or was he thinking... What are you doing leaving me? This is your job. Well, wouldn't you have questions as well? Wouldn't you want a little more information to make a final decision? At the very least, wouldn't you want to call a friend or check the references of this guy named Jesus? I think the whole scene just makes me think there must be a little bit more going on here. You see, sometimes we need to check context. We need to do cross-references. We need to do a little bit more study. And when we look to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 35 and 40 to 42, we get things explained a little bit further. John 1 states this, The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. Obviously, John, this was beforehand, before this scene with Jesus. We're going back a notch. It says, The next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by and he said, Look, the Lamb of God. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. <coughs> the point here, and what John makes more clear to us, is that the original disciples already may have had some idea of who Jesus was. John the Baptist had already been telling people, as we read, from John 1, 35 above, that Jesus was the Lamb of God. And the Lamb of God here is a reference to the sacrificial Lamb, the Messiah, the Savior of the world that the Jews were waiting for, Jesus. Another thing to consider is that news travels fast. News 2,000 years ago would not be much different than today in that people talked People all over would be speaking of the news of this Lamb of God walking amongst the people. Everywhere one went, there was probably whispers of the name of Jesus. The market, the houses, the temples, and yes, probably even fishing harbors and villages. So, to take a step back now, when Simon, Andrew, James, and John saw this man calling out to them to follow him, the master fisherman, the Lamb of God, the prophesied Messiah calling out to them, they might have recognized him. They might have knew him and possibly had experience already with him. You see, I think 
that they would have not been questioning, but actually ecstatically excited at his call. Let's go back again. Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Jesus calls them to the very thing he was already doing himself. Jesus was already out proclaiming the gospel of God, the kingdom of God at hand. The master fisherman is going to now train others to fish with him and for him. He starts with the disciples, but he still calls us today as well. And we too should train fishermen in Christ's ways. Train others. Call others. Invite others. Notice the I will make you become. I believe this indicates a continual process. God is always working on improving your fishing skills. We're always in a state of being made more like Jesus, more into the image of Christ. This is what is referred to as sanctification. But also with this idea, better or more equipped servants as well. He will make us become better fishers of men. Number two, don't just follow Jesus, point to Jesus. Psalm 115.1 says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. In all we do, we should point others to Christ. This is not just to make new believers converts either, but also to point or mentor others to be more like him after. To follow him as we do, to live according to his righteous ways, to be fishermen. We see both these concepts in scripture. John pointed out Jesus to his disciples and said, look, the lamb of God. The apostle Paul says to follow me as I follow Christ, 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. You see, to be is we must extend an invitation. Don't just follow Jesus, point to Jesus, extend an invitation. Think about this for a moment. The gospel means good news, and all of us here today are more than willing to invite anyone into conversing about good news we have to share. A new job, a promotion, a promotion with a pay raise, a pregnancy or a new grandchild, a new relationship. We love good news. We love to talk about this news. Well, we have good news to share, and this gospel good news of Jesus is better and always worth sharing. Extend an invitation to follow Jesus to someone today. Don't allow your past to control how God uses you in the present and future for his kingdom. Let me say that again. Do not allow your past to repeat. I'm sorry, do not allow your past to control how God uses you in the present and future for his kingdom. The disciples were not perfectly polished individuals. Think for a moment about the kinds of people gathered through Christ in the Gospels. Peter, an uneducated and mousy fisherman, Matthew and Zacchaeus, tax collectors. You see, God uses many people in his kingdom. He doesn't just use the perfect. There are no perfect, none but Christ. Mary, who was about to be stoned for her sins. Paul, one who persecuted and killed God's servants. Humans may think of these people as unworthy they themselves may have thought themselves as unworthy to receive the gospel or to be used to spread and proclaim the gospel, to be fishers of men, to cast the kingdom net. But God calls the hard-working, ordinary, and willing. He does the equipping. 
Jesus tells us in Matthew 16, 18 that he is building his church. And we learn elsewhere that this gathered group, what this gathered group might look like. John's vision from Revelation 7, 9, of which we read last week, speaks of a multitude with, that, with what we can assume would also have a multitude of backgrounds. John's vision says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. You see, in this multitude, there might have been pastors, missionaries, but there also was probably factory workers. There was also probably stonemasons. There was also probably office workers, secretaries, teachers, technical specialists, welders. There's all types of people, young and old, of every background, of every color, of every job or profession, of every class. In and through Christ's sacrifice, an invitation to follow him is extended to all for God's kingdom. Isaiah 49, 6 says, I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. You see, his followers are made as lights for nations to be reached. Reached, not with being able to see your goodness. No, for none are good. But the goodness of God. And the good news of salvation. And saving faith through Jesus as Lord. So are you extending invitations? We are not called to be secret agent Christians. We must shine Christ's light for all to see. Don't try and hide it. Let it shine. Be that front line soldier. Show his love. Number three is commitment, total commitment. As previously mentioned, this account in scripture shows an immediate and total commitment. Yes, we also mentioned that they probably had already heard of Jesus, possibly even been with him previously around John the Baptist. But nonetheless, I find this to still be an astounding picture. Jesus called immediately, and they left all behind and followed immediately. The scripture says from our Mark 1 passage of Simon and Andrew, they immediately, immediately they left their nets and followed him. While James and John are said to have left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Mark 1 here shows the immediacy with which these disciples responded to Jesus Christ and his invitation to follow after him as master fishermen. They literally walked off their jobs, as one pastor said. Simon and Andrew dropped their nets while James and John left their father standing in the boat. Can you imagine walking out of your job to answer the call of Christ? Well, for some here today who have left their jobs to pursue ministry or because of convictions, this is a reality. For others, this is an example, an idea of what it can look like to exercise immediate faith and obedience. But most importantly, what I want you to see is not that you must always walk out of your jobs and commitments. No, no, no. What I want you to see is that God calls the hardworking, ordinary, and willing. Emphasis on willing. Jesus wants you to go fishing. Jesus wants you to become fishers men. Be willing to follow him and fish wherever you are and whoever you are. Be willing. Be committed in your allegiance and follow 
him. He does the equipping. You simply must be willing and hardworking like the fishermen these four were. One more idea about commitment must be pointed out here. You see, just as Jesus asked people to follow and asked for commitment, we too must ask for people to follow. Don't wait either. Do it immediately and ask for immediate action too, just as we see here in Mark 1. You see, do not simply tell people about Jesus. Ask them to follow Jesus. Evangelism is more than a casual conversation about salvation. It's about seeking a response from a sinner after hearing conversation. The end is near. We must ask for commitment to Christ. Ask for commitment to Christ. The conclusion today is simple. Do be willing. Ordinary, hardworking, willing followers of Christ. Don't be afraid to be ordinary, but do be hardworking and willing to be used by the Lord. Don't be afraid to follow. Be second. Allow Christ to be number one. It's okay. Somebody must lead, and who better than Christ? Don't be afraid to be radically transformed and equipped for his will, because if you're willing, he will do just that. Don't be afraid to ask others to follow with you. We should not be in this alone. Christ still calls people to follow him. And when Christ calls men and women into a new life, he still says to them that he will make them into fishers of men. No one can do this on their own. No one can make themselves a minister of the word and gospel. But when Christ calls, he equips for the ministering. The duty of every fisherman then is to go fishing and to catch fish. The duty of the called is similar. The duty of the called is to obediently minister to everyone, to all, to others, by going fishing with Jesus, declaring the good news of Jesus. Cast a net. Cast a net. So extend an invitation, extend his call. Our job as fishermen is simple. Go fishing, cast a net. Let's go fishing with Jesus, for Jesus. Go fishing. You don't do this from your couch or <clears throat> the comfy pews or the, the worship center chairs in this room. You do this by being in the world but not of the world. By going out. By doing as God's word says and being a light for the nations to see the salvation that you have through Christ. And that they too may have Christ's example is an immediate one. Immediately follow and immediately extend an invitation. Some will choose to follow Christ with you immediately. Others may choose later. Some will consider. Some may curse his name. Our job is to keep fishing. Do not be discouraged. Be encouraged. For you have greatness in your lives and good news of great joy to share with the world. God will use the willing and ordinary to bring about his extraordinary God will use the willing and ordinary to bring about his extraordinary. So drop the nets, step off the boat, start walking with Jesus, follow him. Answer the call, pursue the call, cast out his call. Follow Jesus and become fisher of the men, share his news, make disciples, don't stop. We do not have to be awesome he already is. We do not have to be wise. He is. We must be willing, hear his call, and respond appropriately. 
Follow him and invite others to come with you on the journey. Follow the master fisherman. You see, it's the greatest, most amazing and challenging journey that any of us will ever take. And it's not a journey along a yellow brick road to some wizard of Oz. It's a journey with God into his everlasting kingdom. Let's pray and close now. Lord, we thank you for we are called. We thank you that although we be ordinary men and women, although we have many weaknesses, struggles, although we are not wise beyond our comprehension, you are. We thank you for your call. We thank you for you always using us to accomplish your will, your purpose, your plan, to bring your kingdom to be. Lord, we thank you for the hope we have through salvation in Christ Jesus as Lord. We thank you for the passion it gives us to reach lost. And we pray, Lord, that you would prepare us to do just that, to reach lost. Give us opportunities to speak of your kingdom, to speak of the good news, the gospel of Jesus. Give us boldness, give us wisdom. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray. And all God's people said, amen.